can you kind of like walk us through like how do you build a relationship with the customer? Like, uh, I don't know, with more detail. I mean, anyone can do it and anyone can be successful if they do it the right way. You got to be willing, willing to work really, really hard. I mean, like really hard. Uh, at least the first couple of years we were working 15, 16, 17 hour days just grinding to, to get the freight moved and get the customers. I mean, it, that's the hardest part is getting the customers. Rents due every day, whatever the saying is, right? And yeah. my, my thought behind that is you could service customers well for five years, one specific customer. You could take care of them 20 loads a day for five years. And if you start slacking for even a week or two, there are 50, 100 brokers right behind you who want that business. And it doesn't take long before that shipper is going to consider giving it away. Pay attention to what other companies are doing and figure out how you can do more. Right? You don't have to go build a bunch of fancy technology day one to be successful. You just got to find a way to get in with some customers and service them really, really well, grow with them. And you got to build the network of, of drivers and carriers. I think that's one of the biggest areas of opportunity for companies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the first part is that initial initial reach out, you know, the email or the phone call. Like, What was your reason for reaching out? Is it because you're a transportation company and you want to move loads and you're, you've got a really good track and trace team. Like, are you talking about all the things that we all do? Like that people will just say, yeah, my current broker does that too. They can give me tracking updates 24-7 as well. Like, you got to make sure you're not trying to sell yourself in a way that you can get pigeonholed and hit a, hit a, hit a brick wall. Because you'll have nowhere to go then when they tell you, you know, your prices are a little high, Jay. Like 25% higher than the people I'm using right now. So I find you got to use an approach that's going to allow you to negotiate and have further conversations and take the sales cycle further. So the approach I've always believed in is I go in with my needs and not so much theirs. But because I've done the homework on the clip, I'm going to position my needs in the best way possible that I think it's going to meet their requirements and what they need. But it's about me. I have four trucks in Farmersburg, Indiana, every Tuesday and Thursday. You have to have a genuine level of interest in whatever niche you're carving out. And you have to have some carve out. Yeah. If you're some generalist and you can read all the sales books in the world, but if you're just kind of regurgitating this stuff and it's more of this rote memorization mm -hmm. versus pattern recognition, yeah. you, you know, this is, you're going to get stonewalled. Yeah, nothing's going to happen. You may get some deals, but like, yeah. so you got to find something you can really connect with because whether you like it or not, or whether you're aware of it or not, the other person will feel that. Mm -hmm. sure. So whether it's me, first job out of college, I, I owned a vending route. And now as a freight broker, I'm calling every vending machine, manufacturer, distributor, and I'm, and I'm speaking that language and I'm talking about the coin max and I'm talking about the distribution routes and who owns what. Yeah. And that makes a difference. You still have to have all the fundamentals. You still have to have a good team. You still have to have good service. Those are all just, I think, entry tickets. Sure. Once you're in the show, what, what are you about? Yeah. I think the biggest one out there is the ones that don't do their homework in regards to before they make a call, right? Or they send you the, the, the spam email or the probing email and it doesn't show that they've taken the time 
to educate themselves about the company. And so a lot of times I'll get a lot of emails around, Hey, um, do you want to track your business? Do you know how to track your, your product? Um, do you want to use warehousing? And it tells me right there, you never heard Walmart before. I mean, (laughs) 90% of the population lives within uh, 10 miles of a Walmart store. And so you would think that they would go out and investigate, okay, Walmart has 95 plus distribution centers, most of them within 2 million square feet or greater size. So warehousing is probably not going to be something that we're going to want to do. I, for one, in a lot of situations, am willing to pay for better service. Um, I'd much rather be able to go to sleep at night for and not think about like what's going on with my shipments. The broker that I'm working with, the various brokers that I'm working with, that's my sourcing arm. I don't have the resources, nor do I really want to dedicate the resources to be cold calling Joe's trucking in Texas oh, totally because not. I'm looking to set up a program. Yeah. I have no information about yeah. Joe or his business. I have mm-hmm. no historical data. Whereas a broker, I can go to my guy and say, I'm going to stand up this lane yeah. and they're going to pull up their TMS and be like, these five carriers run this for us consistently. Here's our best performer. And like they've already done something that I may never even achieve with a team of, of carrier sales reps because I may not just have, be having conversations with these, with these carriers. Yeah. Um, and so putting that on them, being as transparent as possible, um, but also being real, like I need driver contact info. Like I'm never going to steal your carrier. This is all through you, but I need contact info. I need, um, you know, like the most proactive of updates possible mm-hmm. from you. Um, we'll put requirements in there, especially like now with things of like your driver must be pre-fueled. We have like very strict transit time requirements that we're implementing for this, this load. Mm-hmm. Um, other things like that, that again, like if you're not dealing with a broker who feels invested and like wants to work with you, they're going to, yeah. they're going to tell you to kick rocks. They, they can go yeah. find easier business out totally. there. Um, but that, that really like started at Reinhardt out of necessity because of everything you're talking about with these protos loads. It sure. like, it, it's not for the, it, I don't, it, you, you really got to be dedicated to wanting to do that stuff to be able to do it well. It doesn't necessarily look good, but you know, our customer base are, are the SMB, the small and medium sized businesses. And the greatest thing about being small is that you can just make more sales calls and go after, you know, the guys that don't necessarily get called on by the big guys. So that's kind of our saving grace and like kind of lets us write our own destiny. You know, if we let's say, you know, the market kind of tanks, we can still change our destiny by by going and making more sales calls. That's how I've always kind of preached it. And it's always been, you know, kind of fortuitive is like that because like you can make the change that you need, you know? I mean, you really have to stand out um, and, and, you know, really lean on um, your relationship building skills to, you know, turn customers these days. I mean, currently. Sure. So how do you, how do you stand out? Like, what are you, what's your process behind that? I mean, finding something, I mean, relationship building. I mean, you, you got to find something that um, that you have in common with these these people. I mean, uh, people at shippers right now are getting blown up 35 times a day, minimum, absolute minimum, every day um, from brokerages trying to 
you know, get additional freight, turn them down. And they have to say the same can line every time. Hey, we're good right now. Hey, we're good right now. Oh, we don't ship. You know, the same, you know, rejections that you hear, you know, all the time. Um, But standing out is finding something in common. Maybe not even talk about freight, you know, say, hey, um, you know, I see that you're a part of this network. Are you going to some expo or hey, they have this thing coming to Tampa or um, about something that's not even about freight, just, you know, something similar, something in common, um, mm. you know, stand out, you know, come, you know, ask a different question uh, as opposed to, hey, can I learn about a little bit about your freight? Or, hey, you know, what's your process of onboarding carriers? Hey, um, I have trucks in your area. Um, can I put one of my trucks on one of your loads? standing out and saying something different other than that goes a long way um, and trying to build an actual relationship. Um, So a lot of our early customers, you know, it was really about, you know, Hey, we move, you know, we specialize in this niche, this open deck market, right? That's, that's the first key differentiator. And so when we, when we talk to customers, you know, whether they're going to use our technology or have their own or we'll integrate one way or the other, it was really about, you know, why are you different than the other 10 brokers that I have in my mix? Um, And and that was a core competency, like, hey, like, we really want to focus on this open deck space. It's a it's an area where most people fail, Uh, not fail, but it's an area where most people just don't have a lot of resources. And it's it's not worth it to most big companies. And um, what we found is customers agree, you know, when you when you go into a shipper, you know, when we go into a shipper, and we, we tell them our story and why we're here and why we play in these certain niches, uh, they almost always agree, um, and that's really the that, that's really the biggest piece. We, we would cold call uh, customers, and we would, you know, you try to have some institutional knowledge about their business, and uh, bring up something that, you know, they 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 can tell that you know what you're talking about. Um, and then once you get someone's attention, you just have to convince them to give you one shot. Um, typically, you know, once I get on the phone with a prospect. Uh, it's it's pretty easy to get them to give you a shot just because like what do they have to lose you know like like are do you, are you working with brokers already yes you know like do you have freight today yes why don't you give me one load and let me show you what we can do yeah. show you what it's like to work with edge you know show you what you know the future of freight looks like and you know how good this business can be you yeah. know and and if you say th- you know and then you get a shot and then you know it's all about just picking up and delivering loads on time you know if you pick up one if you pick up and deliver one load on time they'll give you two more. Pick up and deliver two, they'll give you four more. You know what I mean? That's just how this business works. You know, I always tell everybody, you know, the the big secret about freight brokerage is that, you know, you don't make any money by getting paid more than everybody else does. Like customers don't just pay certain carriers or brokers more than they pay everybody else. Like there's a, a built-in market there that that dictates what the rates are, right? Mm-hmm. And, and And same thing, you don't just magically have trucks that, pick up and deliver loads with excellent service for below market rates. That's just yeah. not, that's not a thing, you know? So if you, if you can't make money by getting paid more than everybody else, and you can't get, make money by paying less than everybody else, like how do you make money, right? And the answer is, is by making less mistakes than everybody else. It's by getting, getting it right the first time sure. and not having to change your plans, bounce loads, recover loads, take a contract load and book it in the day of market, you know, or whatever. Right. That that's how we how we lose margin. Um, sure. So if we're able to not just book, you know, the first cheapest carrier, but but the but the best long term fit 
for that customer, for that case, for that lane, for that load, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we want to do. And capacity points us in that direction faster than we've ever been able to get there before. And instead of, you know, banging our head against the wall, you know, talking to carriers, calling it off the dad or truck stop or, uh, you know, going on, you know, terminal search list or carrier 411 list or, you know, whatever the old school sourcing tactics were. If we could just like use data to find out what the carriers are really doing and what their fleets really look like and where and where they really are and then offer them loads based on, you know, what they're really doing in real time then we can have way better matching and uh and we can get to that right answer faster <laughs>